Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. One of the questions that I get asked more than any other is how you actually record an episode of your podcast if you intend to have people on the show that aren't in the same room. Sometimes your show can just be you as a host, but you want to interview a lot of people and often those people will be not in the same city, let alone the same country as you. So how do you go about recording that person? Or sometimes you and your co-host might need to do a show from separate locations. So how do you actually manage that? Ideally, if you had a co-host, you wouldn't always want to record the show with them remotely. But having said that, there are a lot of shows that do that because they don't live in the same city, but they still want to do a show. But the chemistry and the rhythm of conversation is always going to be more difficult when you're remote from someone. So if you can be in the same room, that's always the best option. But if you can't, because... Lord knows life gets in the way, then here are some ways that you can actually record your show and for it to sound good, even though you're not in the same room. So the easiest way to do this in a way that a lot of shows record guests remotely is via Skype. If you have Skype by itself, it can't record the call. So you have to download an additional program, which is called Ecamm Call Recorder if you're on Mac and Pamela if you're on PC. And you can just head to the show notes page at PodSchool podcast.com. I'll detail links to all of the things that I refer to in today's episode. So once you install that program, it basically gives you a little record button that pops up every time your call starts on Skype. And you can just record that and download it after the call is finished. Ideally, it would be great if your guest had a decent microphone, not just their iPhone ear um, buds, because that can kind of be a little bit crappy and their audio is always going to be a little crappier than yours if you're recording at your end. Uh, So if they do have a decent microphone, it doesn't have to be a super expensive one. That can be great. But if they don't, you can make do. The other step up from that, if you want it to sound like that person is actually in the same room as you, because obviously when you're recording them on Skype, it will sound kind of like they're coming through a telephone you can get them to put one of the recording softwares on their computer. So maybe they might have it already um, and this might only be possible if the guest has it already rather than asking every single guest to download a program they might not be familiar with. But this would absolutely be a possibility if you were doing a show regularly with a co-host in another city and you were always going to use Skype because this way what happens is that they record their audio at their location and you record your audio at your location just by pressing that same record button. But since you've both got the program running, you can both record what's called locally, which is where you're sitting, and then you match up that audio after. So Ecamm gives you the option when you go into the file after you recorded to split the tracks, which basically splits the audio into one track is the track of them remotely, and the other track is you locally. And then you just chuck out the ones that are the remote audio files, and you just put the two local files together and that will sound like you are doing the show in the same room and obviously having Skype there is really great because you can still see each other and and put your hand up if you need to talk and try and get as much of the chemistry that you would have if you were in the same room. If you're going to do that, it's important to clap at the beginning because you're going to have to match up that audio later on. So that's really important to do so that it's easier to find the point at which the audio tracks match up. 
Alternatively, the other way to do that to record locally is if both you and your co-host or you and your guest have a recording device of some description or if you just record onto your computer straight into audition, you can both do that at your end. Just use Skype to look at each other so you know when each other wants to speak and then send whoever's editing the episode the file that you've recorded either onto your Zoom recorder or whatever you use or into audition and then you can match up the audio tracks that way and Again, with that, you need to clap at the beginning so it's easier to match those files up. And the other way to do it is with a program called Zencaster. Uh, I have had good and bad experiences with Zencaster. It, this should be the absolute solution to all of your problems because essentially all you do is log into a website and it records you at each end. So it will record both you and your guests locally. It will drop those files into a Dropbox folder when you're done. It will sync up the start of those files immediately so you don't have to clap just as soon as you press record from your end. If you're hosting the session, it will immediately create the two files starting at exactly the same space. So it is really simple. The problem is you can't see each other, but again, you just use Skype to look at each other and then record using Zencaster. But I found in the past that I've either had great experiences with it where it's worked flawlessly or I've had some really bad tries at it where it's continually dropped out or I've been listening to somebody talking and it's gone silent and then it's sort of caught up really quickly and that can be very jarring uh, to actually be able to continue the conversational chemistry that you have with somebody if you're constantly dropping out or you can't really hear things. So I've had mixed reviews from a lot of people. I've had good bad experiences with it but it's certainly worth at least trying it I I believe you can get like a free trial of it for a a short time so it's definitely worth giving it a try and seeing if you like it a couple of other suggestions that I'll also put on the show notes page at podschoolpodcast.com are ringer and cast as well. I haven't used either of those programs, but I've seen them recommended when people have asked about this same situation. And usually those programs are recommended by people who haven't had a great experience with Zencaster. Again, with these, you can get a free trial. So it's worth just going in there, seeing which ones you like and which ones work best for you and then taking it from there. I hope that's helped you get your head a little bit around how to record remotely. As I said, I will put all of this in the show notes page so that you can actually see it and read through it and digest it because I know when you're just being spoken at, sometimes you think, I can hear words, but I'm not understanding their meaning. So if you want to check out more about that and really get into the nitty gritty, please head to podschoolpodcast.com. There you'll also find links to my tech guide, which will help you set up your own home studio if you haven't done that already. And also a way to get onto the wait list for my online podcasting course, PodSchool, which takes you step by step through everything from coming up with an idea right through to monetizing your show. If you've been waiting to record your episodes because you didn't know how to do it remotely, go out there and start trialing and erroring. Is that even a word? I don't know. I think it might be time for me to get out of here. I'll see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today. 